seeing how other people reacted around these people and realised that, you know what, it's okay to be gay. And I just went... And of course then it all went nightmare, didn't it? Dyed my hair blonde, more crop tops and hot pants and screwing around and said I was gay, you know? <laughs> so so, so what, that's, well, that's kind of interesting. Did you feel that, that once you, you had acknowledged this, this, mm. this newfound sexuality of yours, that there was a point of becoming like a metamorphosis? There, there, was, yeah. there was a change, something... The stereotype. I really did become the stereotype. And I will openly admit it, which is why, I don't know, I have a real thing about young gay guys that come out and suddenly become what I did. Because... I lost a lot of friends, you know, it took a, a, a very good friend of mine, Sally Reisman, after three years of being at drama school together to turn around and slap me and tell me to grow up because she knew I wasn't like that. I'd sit and have a normal conversation with her like this. As soon as there was somebody else around, oh God, I was out last night, I had such a laugh. Oh my God, I was just like, and I even get embarrassed when I talk about it now because at that time I just, or I didn't know what gay was or how you meant to be gay. So you were playing the role I of what I played the role thought. of what I thought, which was just a camp stereotype, you know. And I really did bleach my hair and wore little crop tops with horny devil on and really hot and jeans like cut so high. And I was at dance school, so I had the pertest butt and half of my cheeks were hanging out and wearing women's halter neck tops. And I didn't care what the world thought of me because at that point I was happy I was gay. Now I look back and think, oh God, I've got pictures of me that keep popping up <laughs> on Facebook now that people have got of me in those days. I'm like, edit, delete. There's, there's, there's that part of the journey. Mm. And then, of course, then there's the, you know, a lot of people find tricky is the next step, which is coming out to friends and family. <sighs> now, obviously, you would, if you'd assume this, this new, very kind of open image. Mm. One would think it was easy. One would, one maybe would think it was easy. Not at all. Um, the irony was that, you know, I came out... Well, the thing was, though, I came to London and I didn't come out because everybody just knew I was gay. So I didn't have to go, well, I'm gay because I was like, woo! You know, I came out to two of my friends, Emily Dunlop and Camelia Zahr, um, at boarding school when I was at King's Ely. And they were just like, well, we knew. And I was like, okay. Because I kind of hid, you know, I, at 18 at boarding school, I was going out with 14-year-old girls because they, they didn't know me at school, did they? You know, everybody in the years below me always... Everybody just, you know, used to bully me and all the rest of it. So, you know, I went out with girls every two weeks, used to dump them and move on to somebody. I think I went out with most of the school when I was 18. I was the luckiest man alive. Obviously, never anything ever happened. Uh, so when you say nothing was ever happening, you mean... Kissing and cuddling, sexually, not at all. So it was, no. it was a sham? Yeah, absolutely. But was that not eating into your confidence? Well, yeah, of course it was. But at the end of the day, I'd rather that than being punched again by another bloke for being, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed and four foot eight. I mean, I got physically abused as well at boarding school. I mean, I got beaten up quite a lot. I, I just, I had an awful time. I'd been raped as well. Uh, that was at boarding school. So I had a really tough time dealing with absolutely everything. But as soon as I came to London, I was just, it was away from everybody. I had, you know, everybody left at boarding school at 18 and a lot of people were going to the same universities. I was going where nobody else was going. So I had a clean start, a clean play, and I could be anything I wanted to be. Mm. And I became this, this character of a, of a gay guy. And then, of course, the next step was, you know, coming out to family. And that didn't happen for another 10 years, you know. My father's an aristocrat, very well to do. I was terribly ashamed of the idea I was going to be disowned. I thought my mother would be okay. So when I thought I did, when I was 26, when I came out to my father, I thought I'll tell my dad first because it can only get better with my mother. But the thing was, though, as you were saying, you know, surely, you know, if you were playing that character of a gay guy, everyone must have known. Soon as my mother or father or any of my family, I was in a room with them. I, I became the person that I am now, normal. And I take it when you were seeing family members, you would revert back in terms of your, the way you, you, you were behaving and the way that you dressed as the old Julie. God, yeah, absolutely. Terribly boring. Sweep over hair. Yeah. You know, shirt tie. Very Sloney as such, which is, you know, 
mother's always in pearls and I was always in cufflinks, you know, it was just the way it was. You know, and people just go, but how do they not know, Julian? I'm like, you just don't know what I'm like in front of my parents. And on several occasions when my parents come to London to see me, some of my friends would see me around them and they went, oh my God, Julian, now we know why, because you all sound the same. <laughs> but the thing is, though, I'm talking to you as I am now, but when I, I'm around my parents, I become even more plummy when I'm around mummy and daddy, because we all talk like that. But we all sound the same. So at what point did I ever sound gay to them? Because I didn't, I just sounded like all my cousins, my brothers, my sister, you know, that's just normal. So I told dad and my dad just turned around and said, that's okay. And literally there was this silence and I just, I was expecting just this outrage from my father. And he said, but don't tell mum, just don't tell, mum's not ready. So he'd waited, waited 26 years. <laughs> With fear, and actually it was fine. <laughs> Absolutely fine. And who I thought would be okay ended up being the worst nightmare of my life. And it was another year when I was 27.